0: God's good, God's good. Well, I am just so thrilled that uh, my dear friend uh, is here with me. and uh, such a blessing of the Lord. Pastor Linda Sharkey, she and her husband uh, are pastors up in Spokane, Washington. And they you have been pastoring what, for like 40 years there at the church. Forty-three years at their church, they have a happening place—a happening place. A happenin place. Um, Linda, they—they they call her Miss Linda. That's—that's that's her her name is Miss Linda, and uh, over for many years, she God had put in her heart for a Saturday Sunday school. You know, Sunday school on Sunday mornings, uh, in churches. They would have Sunday school before the church service and everybody would come early and you'd go to your different classes. Our children have those, but we, all the adults, come in the auditorium. But she created Saturday Sunday school and had, I don't know, how many buses? 10, 15 buses? 10, 15 school buses that every Thursday night they would canvas and on Saturday morning they would take every one of those buses out to low-income neighborhoods, neighborhoods where the kids just didn't get everything that they, that they needed and what they, they deserved, and they would bring those busloads full of children for Saturday-Sunday school, and the testimonies— that came from there, the adults that you have come in contact with now, that I was in Saturday Sunday school, but look what the Lord has done. You you planted seeds of love and God and goodness in us. So she's done that. She has a women's ministry called God's Girls, and they have hundreds of women that come in for a night on a Friday night. They come in. They have hundreds of women that go to their conferences. Uh, They just they're blowing it blowing it up in the northwest and i want linda to come up she's been my friend for over 30 years and i am honored to have her today she is a treasure 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 of the highest quality of woman and we're just honored to have her here today let me gather all my things
1: Well, good morning. good morning. I love you, Miss Kimberly. Somebody take a picture. <laughs> Got to get a picture. Didn't Miss Kimberly do a great job this morning? So proud of my friend. And the longer you live on Earth, the longer you have great friends. So it's okay to grow a little bit older. I'm not old. I'm just going that direction, and uh, <laughs> and it's all good because um, I have learned that not everybody in life gets the pleasure of being old, and it is a pleasure, and it is an, an awesome, amazing journey that God has for us. And um, Kimberly did such a great job this morning on teaching us how incredible we are and what a treasure you really are. And, um, Kimberly talked a little bit about some of the things that I do and, um, I have a great, a great life and I've been married 53 years and like anybody in here been married longer than 53 years. Come on, somebody. Oh, good. Praise the Lord. Okay. (laughs) It's so uh, funny because, again, we've been in the ministry for 43 years. And so when we were in the ministry our first year and um, I would come around, I was the youngest one in the group. And now I realize when I go in a group, I'm the oldest one in the group, which is okay because I believe God has great things for all the younger people. And every age, it doesn't matter what you're in, God has great things for us. You're not done yet. God has great things for us. Amen? Amen. So Kimberly was saying that, um, you know, I work with children, which I have for many, many years, and I love working with children, still do. Um, Love all your your grandchildren and all of your children's children, and um, kids are amazing. And we need to keep praying for them, believing God for our school system, to be godly school systems, and to bring God back in our children's lives. Amen. So let's not forget the children. You know, let's remember that uh, those little people walking around here I remember as a uh, younger person, uh, my mother and my father took us to church. And um, I was, even at four years old, I was a God girl. And I loved the things of God. I loved sitting in the chair. I loved listening to the things of God. Uh, My mom was a Sunday school teacher. My dad was an elder in the church. And so uh, they weren't pastors, but we were there all the time. And so, and I loved it. It was like I couldn't wait to go to church. I couldn't wait to sit in the chair. Well, there was a, life took our family in a very different direction. Now, this is not what, what I'm going to preach on. So let's keep our time here because I have a great message for you. But since she uh, kind of took me that direction, I'll talk about my family in just a minute. Is um, so our our family went a little um, awry, and um, my mother um, when I was about. I don't remember the age, so because I forget a lot of things at that age because of trauma traumatic happening. And so, when I was about ten years old, my mother decided that um, she didn't want to be with her family any longer. So she took off and left, came home from school, and my mom was gone, never to return again. And so um, but church was so important to me. It didn't matter whether my mother was there or my father was there. I would walk to church. I was living with my dad at the time. And, you know, he was a little bit embarrassed about everything. So he quit going to church. And I remember that we lived close enough, and of course, I tease my kids all the time. It was all uphill. So I um, (laughs) had to walk uphill both ways. And um, no, this is the honest truth. I did walk uphill. (laughs) But I, I did come back down. But I went uphill. But they had in Hood River, Oregon. Has anybody ever been to Hood River, Oregon? No. Well, it is a place. And um, so uh, they had these stairs because it was a hill. And so they had these stairs that you would have to go up to the next level of the town. And um, so I would walk several blocks uphill. Really, it was uphill. And then I had to walk up all these stairs to get to the next level of where the church was. And our school was up there as well. And so uh, I teased my kids all the time. I, I keep telling them, I said, we're going to Hood River and you're walking those stairs. And so you're gonna see what what I'm really not teasing you. It really happened. And so I remember coming down those stairs and, and coming home and my mom wasn't there any longer. And so that we were, um, I was eventually put into a foster home. So I, I lived through my life in a foster home. But before that, I went to church all the time as a little 10 year old person. I would come in the church and nobody, I mean, a few people remembered the story and knew us because that's where I was raised, but, um, I would come in the church and I would watch people, I would watch you all. And I would think, I want to be like her, but I don't want to be like her. (laughs) I want to be like her. And I don't want to be like her. (laughs) But I would, you know, keep my eyes on people. And the people of God would show me the direction to go. And so you're very important. When you decide, I don't think I want to go to church today, you don't know there's a little girl waiting for you. She wants to see you. She wants to know you're there. I needed stability in my life. My mother just left me, but I knew that those people in that church, those women who came to that church were something I was looking forward to going to. Whether they ever talk to you or not, they're watching you. And I don't say that in a negative way. I want to say that in a positive way because, you know, a lot of people think, I've heard pastors' wives who'll say, I don't want to live in a glass house, I, you know, but we all live in a glass house and I want you to anticipate and be excited about that not mad about it I don't want people watching me well you know what they are so let you know let's not say the bad words (laughs) you know let's let's live in a glass house and let's let people you know the Bible talks I think it was uh, Paul who said follow me as I follow Christ you can be the same Follow me as I follow Christ. I may fall down. I may do an oopsie, but I'll get right back up and you can watch me. So let's follow, let's let other people follow us as we follow Christ. So great things there. And um, I have a husband who is, that I've been married to for 53 years. He's hilarious. Um, He does crazy things. He'll run around the house in a uh, Superman outfit And, um, he'll do all kinds of crazy things and he's always making me laugh and, uh, we have a great time with each other. So as we grow old and as Miss Kimberly mentioned that, that she's in the stage of being an empty nester, well, I've been there a long time, a lot longer than her as being an empty nester. And there's still things in our life that's really crazy. I mean, my husband still says the things, who did this? I look at him like, who did this? I am the only one here. (laughs) Yes, I did it. You know, it's like, it's just crazy. The things that you still say, even though you're an empty nester and nobody else is around. We don't even have a dog to have done it. So um, my husband's very uh, neat and perfectious. Perfectionist? Yeah. I don't even know how to say it (laughs) because I'm not. But uh, he is very perfectionistic, whatever. And um, so, I mean, he'll walk in the house and he'll, he'll, he'll say, the top of the refrigerator is so dirty. Why don't you clean it? And I was like, I can't even see it. So, you know, I'll, uh, I'll say, well, why don't you clean it? But um, so he, he'll vacuum the floor and he vacuums the floor in lines yeah who likes to do that well you can come to my house and do it anytime you like to do it my house is open come come enjoy your little your little whatever they are little lines and so it wasn't too long ago i decided to vacuum the floor and so i don't vacuum the floor like that i mean i just go wherever it goes you know you see dirt over there okay oh I see it over there over there I mean I'm just everywhere all over the place you know and just and honestly I mean this is an honest truth he comes in from the bedroom after I had vacuumed I mean a few hours later and he looks at the floor he goes who would vacuum like this who would do this it's like who? I don't know So, um, so we have a great time. We, we enjoy each other. We, we enjoy life together. And, um, okay. One more story. All right. I have a lot of them, but I'll tell one more. And, um, okay. So I was out with coffee with my best friend. We go to coffee every Saturday or try. And so I'm out to coffee and I'm driving and I come around this corner And I'm, I'm driving all of a sudden I hear this bang, bang, crash, crash. And I'm like, what happened? And I drove around the corner and then we stopped at a, at a store and I thought, I should check the tires. Something happened. And I went and looked at the tires. The tires were, were slashed. I mean, like they were ripped. Things happened to the tire. And not only that, but the wheels had stripes all over it. like, what happened? I don't have a clue. It just bang, bang, bang. And I don't even know what I ran over. So because my husband's a perfectionist, I'm not even wanting to go home. I'm like, how, maybe he won't notice. And so, I mean, I can't even enjoy coffee because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to explain what happened because I don't even know what happened. So, um, you know, I'm nervous the whole time. And so we finally get home and he, he's in the house. Hi honey. And I'm like, hi, did you have a good morning? I think I need to show you something, you know? So, and I'm thinking maybe I can, you know, maybe there's a tire glue that I can glue the tire back together that I can, you know, polish, I can do something. And so, um, I showed him what I did and he's like, did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know how I did that. It just happened, I'm sure. And um but he says to me, um they they were bad. I mean like, and you know, do you guys know that you can't just buy one tire? Yeah. You got to buy four. <laughs> you can't just buy one. I'm like, we can't just buy one? Uh, we can't fix this. Is there any way to fix it? And he's like, nope. He said, we're going to have to buy new tires. In fact, and I said, do you want me to go with you? And he goes, I need some me time. So, <laughs> so he did go buy four new tires and I haven't heard the end of it yet. So just so you all know, you know, he's, he's letting me remind me that he had to buy four new tires over my mess. But I want to remind you today that God has made you a treasure. You are a treasure. You are God's chosen daughter, and Miss Kimberly did a great job telling us all that. But do you have treasures that you've collected along the way? In my very young life, I have a few. Of those things, you know, I have um, pictures that my grandkids have drawn. Do you have pictures that your grandkids have drawn? I see all over Miss Kimberly's house. We're staying at her house, and she has all these great pictures. She has a wall for this grandkid and a a wall for that grandchild, and she's got all her walls. I don't have that many walls, but um, (laughs) I have that many grandkids with no walls. But anyway, so uh, pictures that your grandkids have drawn, cards. That, that maybe my granddaughter has, has written uh, to me uh, jewelry. I have jewelry from, um, in fact, I'm wearing a ring from my mother-in-law. And um, journals and letters, things in my Bible. Um, but I know where all these things are. I know where these treasures are. Now, some people have China. They have really big things. I don't have a lot of big things. My things are all really little. And I have, a, but they're all very special to me. I remember one time my brother, um, I, there's five siblings of us, and I was number one, two, three, I was number Four. One, two, three, I was number four. And um, so um, I I remember that my brother, in in the time when everything was going good, that um, my brother made me a cedar chest. Do you guys know what a cedar chest is? Do you know what a hope chest is? Okay, so that's the title of my message today, hope chest. A lot of people don't even know what, do you know what they are, Brittany? (laughs) She was like, I'm not sure, but yes. Okay, so I know they're kind of, uh, but it, it's like, yeah, it is. Okay, so she's trying to make sure she knows what it is. So, so I have this hope chest that my brother made me all out of cedar. It's pretty big. It's not a little one. It, it's a big one. and um, But my husband teases me all the time because it's heavy and it's awkward. And it, But he always tells me every time we move, I'm getting rid of that. I'm getting rid of that. I might know you're not getting rid of that. No, that's mine. That's my hope chest. That's my treasure. It's my treasure. My brother made it. My mom actually paid for it. So it's a very special thing to me. And all of those things are very... And they mean a lot to me. But most of those things don't mean a lot to anybody else. Just to me, right? And if somebody stole them, why would they take it? It doesn't mean anything to them. But it means everything to me. Well, God... Is saying the same thing about you. You mean everything to him. Don't touch my daughter. I tell my husband, don't touch my cedar chest. He's kind of naughty with it. He likes to tease me all about it because he knows how special it is to me. But you know what? God has made you special. You are a treasure, and Miss Kimberly taught us all about that and again, in john fifteen sixteen it says that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you to be my treasure. I chose that cedar chest to be my treasure, and I take care of it, I polish it, you know, I put pretties on top of it. And, um, my husband's just a little bit ornery. So, you know, he'll, he'll just mess it up sometimes, take things off of it just because he wants to, you know, tease me a little bit. He wants to get me to, to be agitated, which he knows how to do that. So, uh, but God takes care of you. God will polish you. He'll put decoration on you because he loves you. You are his treasure. And he's not going to let anybody, even a a silly husband, take away the things that God has for you. He treasures you. Now, I know some of you in here, because I was sitting here listening to Miss Kimberly, and she's telling me that I'm treasured. But I know that's in the Bible. I've heard those words. I'm, I know it. But do I really know it? Have I really gathered it? Have I really put it on? Have I ever, you know, we can get something that somebody gives us and it's a treasure to, to them. But maybe it doesn't fit us well. But God wants you to know that it fits you well. And he made it perfect. So it's not one size fit all. Everything he treasures on you is specially for you. And it fits you perfect. And it looks amazing on you. God treasures you with everything. I wanted to read out of Psalms uh, 103. And um, I had told him in the Passion Translation. But I want to read it to you out of the King James to start out with. Because this is a great, great scripture. Psalms 103, 1 through 5. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And he says, forget not all his benefits. And because he treasures you, he has given you benefits benefits. I don't know about you, but when you work in a job, you have benefits, right? You get certain things, or even in this church, you know, there there's different places. Uh, people who serve in the church, they, they get benefits, and those benefits are, are amazing. Well, God has given you benefits because he treasures you. In verse 3, he says, Who forgiveth all your iniquities and heals all of your diseases. Who redeems thy life from destruction. Who crowns, he crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. I wanted to read to you out of the Passion Translation. I think they have it up there. In uh, 103, 2 and 3, he says this. Yahweh. You are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you have done for me? You have kissed my heart with forgiveness. In spite of all I've done, you've healed me inside and out from every disease. I really want to, to, to work with you today to teach you about because God treasures you to not forget any of his benefits. And the benefit I want to talk to you about today is healing, health, total health in your body. I've been studying now for about four years because I've really been encouraged that I believe God wants his girls. He wants his children healthy all the days of their life. We don't have to die sick. We can be healthy. We can sit in a chair, go to sleep and go to heaven. How many of you want to do that? And you can, I'm going to tell you today, you can, I'm going to let hope arise in you. I'm thinking today of, of the things that I want to share with you and, and, and I'm so excited. It, it's almost like a, a brand new teaching. I remember when I was a little girl, you know, when you're, uh, ha- did you ever learn to ride a bicycle? Do you you remember riding a bicycle? Well, I don't really remember, so I'm glad you remember. But um, I I know for a child, when you see their glee, you know, when when they get on a bicycle and they're actually riding it themselves, don't they get all excited and their eyes sparkle and and they just get so excited because they learned something new? Well, what I'm going to teach you today is not something new but it's going to rise up inside of you. I'm reminded of one time it was so exciting. My granddaughter was in the car with her mother and they were talking back and forth and that my granddaughter was probably about six years old. She wasn't little, but she was about six years old. And, um, she asked her mom, she said, mom, when is my, um, what day was I born? What day was I born? So her mom told her April 12th and she goes, she, she just all of a sudden, I was born on my birthday. (laughs) I mean, a new concept came to her, (laughs) came to her when she was six years old. I was born on my birthday. Like, you know, I just remember different times. I remember when I found out that Humpty Dumpty was actually an egg. That wasn't too long ago either. <laughs> I always wondered why the king's horses and king's men couldn't put him back together again. The story didn't make sense to me until I realized it was an egg. So, um, but, you know, that happens to us in the word of God. We hear it. We see it. I mean, I said Humpty Dumpty a million times. I taught my kids. I even made Humpty Dumpty. And I always wondered why it was shaped weird and, you know, all these kinds of things. But I finally realized, duh. He is an egg. But that's the word of God, what we do with God's word. We hear it. We hear that we're a treasured woman. We, we hear it. We hear it. We hear that we're healed in Jesus' name. But we don't walk in it. We, we, we don't get it. Today, I want you to get it. I want you to, to finally go, I get it. You know, like, duh. I finally get it. But if we want healing... In our lives, we need to pursue it. We need to pursue it. We need to. God wants us well. He um, He heals all of our diseases. And if this were true, let's just per se it was true. Okay, we're we're in a Bible believing church, right? Let's. If we actually believed it, what would you do when your healing manifest? Think about it for a minute. What, what would you actually do? What would you do? Would you sleep better? Would you run a race finally? It's so important that we receive God's healing. But I want you to be thinking about the end result. What would you be doing if all of a sudden you had no more allergies? Would you actually go outside and smell the roses? What would you actually do if you could actually, you know, walk a mile? What what would you do if you could actually eat the foods you've never been able to eat before? Think about what would you do? Because if we can't think about what we would do, we'll never take the healing that God has for us. If we can't see the end, we'll never get there. I want you to think a little bit about what would I do if this was no longer a part of my life? If I had no more sore knees, what would I actually do? Come to Hood River with me and walk up those stairs. That's what you would do. (laughs) I believe with all of my heart I was sitting in a meeting and, um, and and I sit in a lot of meetings and, um, you know, with thousands and thousands of people and they have a, um, a healing line where people will come up and they'll pray for them. And I was in, in this meeting and the line, when people came to get healed, the line was around the church building, you know, so many people came forward. I think we forgot all of his benefits. Who heals all of our diseases? He wants you well. He wants you healthy. And listen, ladies, you don't have to wait for a healing evangelist to come through here for healing to be yours. You don't have to go anywhere to have hands laid on you for healing to come your way. You can get it yourself because God loves you. You are a treasure. And he wants you well. He doesn't want his people walking around sick. I want to encourage you today. We are going to be praying for the sick in our last service. But right now, I want to get your hopes built up. I want you to know that God is good and that he loves you and he wants you well all the days of your life. Remember Moses and um, the Israelites and the Egyptians. Do you remember the story? When uh, Moses would come and, and all the plagues would come upon them. And all of the, the Egyptians, all the plagues would come on the Egyptians. Do you remember what happened to the Israelites? It didn't come on them at all. All of the gnats and all of the frogs and all the stuff would come on their neighbor but not them those didn't come on them they walked in the wilderness for 40 years and their shoes never wore out now I want my shoes to wear out because I want new ones but um, their shoes never wore out they never their clothes grew with them I mean like God has great things for his children for his daughters we'll say that today because we have daughters in here but God wants us. Well, he wants us different than the world. I mean, we sit in a, um, emergency room with all other people. Now I'm not saying that's wrong. If you need to go, of course, you know, I'm not saying any of that. I've been in the emergency room. I've taken medicine. I've done all of that, but we need to pursue his benefit. Of healing in our lives. Healing is yours. In fact, maybe next or next session or whatever, you've already got it. It's already yours. You don't even have to ask for it. It's yours. It's a benefit. You don't even have to ask God for it. He already gave it to you. If you're born again, it's a benefit that belongs to you. Can you believe that? What are you going to do? When you can actually be free, when you can actually raise your arms, when you can actually walk, when you can actually open the door without arthritis being in your hands, what are you going to do? You're going to be a God girl and you're going to walk strong around this earth because God wants his treasured woman to walk that way. He wants other people to say, I want to be a Christian. Look at them. I want to be like that. If we look like them and we're all, you know, walking around where we can't, you know, our backs are hurting or, or our sides are hurting, God wants you well. God wants you to show this world who Jesus is. And Jesus wants it. I mean, I've been thinking about this so much because it's just been a part of my life. But when Jesus walked on this earth, did you ever hear a story that Jesus was in the emergency center? Did you ever hear a story that Jesus couldn't walk up the hill? Did you ever hear a story that, oh, Jesus couldn't come today because he was sick? No. Jesus was well the whole time he was here on this earth. He never expected to be sick. You should not expect to be sick. You should expect to be well. And then when sickness tries to come its way, and it will come, it will try to come, that needs to be like, whoa, where'd that come from? Instead of, oh, well, here we go again. Or, you know, it shouldn't be normal. Sickness should not be normal in a Christian's life. It'll come, but it shouldn't be normal. You should kick it out before it even gets there. And I want to I really encourage you today that God wants you well. Um, many pe- people, and we'll go back, many people believe that God can and that he will. And yay, I mean, we even sing the song, you know, the songs that we're singing today. I want them manifested in my life. I don't want to just sing it. I don't want to just feel good about it. I want it to be big in me. I want to walk with it. I want it to go to the grocery store with me. I want it to be every part, not just in church. I want it to go to the school district with me. I want healing to walk in the airport with me. I don't want to be the one in the back of the bus because I can't get on. I am well and healthy and whole in Jesus' name. I'm learning so much about this. I am so excited. Jesus walked on this earth totally healthy. I'm going to just read some scriptures with you and just gear you up for this afternoon because we're going to lay hands on the sick. But I'm also going to teach you some ways to receive healing. You don't have to go anywhere to get healing it's already yours it's already on the inside of you it's already there let's go to Matthew 8 1 through 4 and I'm going to read this out of the King James and then I'm going to um, but first of all I want to tell you that I've been teaching and learning and pursuing health I've been pursuing it now for about four years. I am not have not arrived, but I'm still working on it. In fact, you guys have to know this. Just three days ago, I'm getting my message to ready, and, and I'm seeing healing in your life. I'm seeing you well. I'm seeing you healthy. I'm, I'm dreaming. I'm, I'm pursuing what God has for you and for me. And you know what? I woke up in the morning, and my back was hurting so bad. I, I'm like, Oh my gosh, my back is hurting. And, um, I'm like, Oh, I know what's happening here. Yeah. The enemy says, "Uh, I'm not going to let you do that because God wants you well. And the enemy does not. The enemy wants you to look just like the world, but God, but God, he, his benefit is he heals all of your diseases. Okay, so we're going to read out of Matthew 8, one through 4 This is a, um, well, I was going to do something else. Okay, I'm still going to do that. (laughs) Pastor Rick and I were a few, uh, about a year ago, I was teaching on healing in our church as well, which I do often, all the time. And um, I remember talking to God and saying, hey, okay, God, I, I, I'm believing you for total healing, like a, a great manifestation of, of God coming in our lives. And I was just praying about it. And honestly, I was in the car. My husband was driving. Good thing I wasn't. But he was driving because I was caught up. Have you ever been caught up in 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 the spirit of God? Maybe you never have, but someday I believe that you will. And only happens. It's only happened to me like three times, but I was just. It was almost like I wasn't asleep. It wasn't a dream. I was just caught up. And uh, Jesus said to me, He said, "I will heal them." He said that to me. He said, I, I will heal them. And I thought, wow, this is so great. And, um, but I have the same confidence that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he, what you know, you came to a conference. You came to a conference with friends. You came to, to this today thinking, you know, that you're going to have a great time. But what if, just what if you go home with a different body? You go home with a healed body, no sickness, no allergies, no sickness on the inside of you. Do you know what? God wants you to have that. It's already yours. It's already yours. You just get to receive it. It's your benefit. I don't know about you, but when we have benefits at church and um, I get to, uh, to have a benefit of uh, a day off, I take it. Do you take your day off? Let's take it. It's a benefit. You know, some people don't take their vacation. Some people don't take, take it. Let's take what God has for us. We're going to read out of Matthew eight, one through four. And it says this, and he was come down from the mountain. This is Jesus. And he did come down and up a mountain. Great multitudes followed him. Why did they follow him? Because he gave them everything they needed. And he's here today to do the same thing. And behold, there came a leper and he worshiped him saying, Lord, If you wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand, touched him. And what did he say? I will. He said, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. Let's read it out of the Passion Translation because it says this. After Jesus came down from teaching on the hillside, massive crowds followed him. Massive crowds should be following us. Massive crowds should be following. They and I was where was I? I Was somewhere? Oh, I know. We were getting on the airplane, and there was a, a man you could tell had had a stroke. And, um, cause pastor Rick and I have been just, we're really working on this and, and striving to receive what God has for us. And we both looked at each other and we said, by Jesus stripes, that man is healed. Even the shadow, our shadow healing comes their way. We're, we're praying for people on the airplanes. We're watching healing taking place in their lives. Now I didn't see anything manifest in, in my life, but who knows today, maybe he woke up different. I I don't know, but you know what? Healing needs to follow us. Healing needs to come. That's, that needs to come in our thoughts, in our thing, instead of just walking by and thinking, oh, isn't that sad? No, we, we have the answer. We have God living on the inside of us in this last days. People need the Lord. They need healing. And some people won't even know God without healing because when healing comes, in fact, the Bible says signs and wonders are for those who don't believe. So that they will believe. So when we, you know, who cares if the guy was a Christian or not? Healing can be his because of me, because of the people who are around him, because of God, people, God loves people. And who knows? He he would come to God. Okay. Let's read this out of the passion translation. After Jesus came down teaching the hillside, massive crowds began to follow him. Suddenly, a leopard walked up to Jesus and threw himself down before him in worship and said, "Lord, you have you have the power to heal me if you really want to." Jesus reached out his hand. He touched the leopard. He said, "Of course." Of course, I want to heal you. Jesus says, of course, I want to heal you. Of course, it's already yours. Why are we even asking for it? Why are we pleading? Why are we begging God when God says it's already yours? We've already got healing. He said, of course, I want to heal you. Be healed. <laughs> and instantly, the signs of leprosy disappeared. I love that. Now, this man was not born again. So, when, But when you're born again, you have the benefit that's already yours. We don't even have to ask for it. It's already ours. We just have to receive it. And I'll, I'll talk about that more. So um, I want to read more. When Jesus, okay, Matthew 8, 5 through 7. It's just a few little verses down. He says here, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there, and I know where Capernaum is. I just got back from Israel. So, Capernaum was really fun. So, uh, and when Jesus was entered into C- Capernaum, there came unto him a satyrian, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come, I'll heal him. And he did. He did. But I wanted to show you out of this, uh, out of this verse, he um the servant, or uh, he said to here, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy. Do you know, when you, when you look at the palsy, grievously tormented, these, this seems like an impossible situation. How many times do we have, it, it, they look impossible? When you hear the word cancer, it becomes impossible. You know, because cancer's been made so big. Or, or we see children with autism. We see children with autism. I prayed for a, a young boy just about three, two years ago. He was standing cause I go out in campus. I still do all that. And, um, we knock on doors on Thursday nights and there was this young boy and, and you could tell autism seems to be pretty big. A lot of children are, are, are having autism and it's the devil. Autism is not from God. You all know that. You know it's from the enemy. So the Bible says, resist the devil, and he has to flee. That's the devil. And I resisted the devil in this young boy's. and he looked at me. Now, a lot of autism kids can't look you in the eye, and they don't speak. There's a lot of language things there. Some do, but some don't. And this little boy had no uh, uh, verbal language. I looked him in the eye, and I told him, I said, I'm going to resist the devil and believe God for healing. Autism, you have to go in Jesus' name. He looked me in the eye, and he said, thank you, for the first time he spoke. Now, I haven't seen him since. Uh, They come and go. I don't know what's going on in his life, but I believe that young boy has healing coming in his life. I hate autism. I despise autism. And I, we've got to tell that stuff to go in Jesus' name. Use our authority in Jesus. Because he says nothing. impossible with God nothing is impossible with God Uh, you know some people talk about you know cancer or they say you know um, I have cancer or my cancer don't 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 do that don't ever call it my cancer you've just allowed the enemy to do whatever he wants in your life don't don't say that but you know I like to say who told you you had cancer maybe the doctor did but what does God say what does God say We've got to pursue healing. Okay? Not always is it going to happen right away. But in my four years of of learning what God has for me, I have walked free of uh, bladder infections. I have walked free of sore knees. I have walked free of... Back aches. Here I am fine. I am not walking like an old woman with a backache. No, I, ha- you have to tell it to go. And I'm walking free of all of these things because I'm learning and pursuing what God has already given me. And I want you to do it too. I want you to learn that God has great things for you. I want to read out of Mark 10, 20. And this is a, um, a, another example It says, so they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, when the evil spirit saw Jesus, God is bigger than the enemy. God is good. The devil is bad, right? Okay. So when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child in a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. And they said, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire and into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. And look at what Jesus says. What do you mean if I can? What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked him, Anything is possible if somebody will believe, if a person will dare believe the things of God. Believe that it's for you, not just a Bible story. But this is for you. The impossible can become the possible if you believe. I was just thinking about that too, if you believe. And, and we all think, but God, help my unbelief. And, and maybe even this verse, but there's another verse that taught, help my unbelief. But you know, you know how to believe, You, you, all you guys know how to believe, you know how to believe because you will believe if a doctor tells you something, you believe it and you don't see it. You, I mean, can you see inside if the doctor tells you, you have cancer or if the doctor tells you, you have liver disease or, I mean, really, can you see it? No, but we believe the doctor. So we know how to believe. Can we turn that around and start believing God? Start believing God's word because it's true for you. It's not just a Bible story. It belongs to me. It belongs to you. So let's pursue what God has for us. The father instantly cried out. I do believe here he goes, but help me overcome my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the crowd of oncomers were growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. Sounds like autism. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never, ever enter him again. Then the spirit screamed through the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead, but Jesus looked him, took him by the hand, helped him on his feet, and he stood up. And Luke one thirty seven says, nothing is impossible with God. Can we honestly believe that? You guys can. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you you cannot believe that. Because you can. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. If you have to write it all over your refrigerator. If you have to write it all over the mirror in your bedroom. If you have to tattoo it on your body. Nothing is impossible with God nothing. In um, Matthew nine twenty six, it says, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, with men, with the doctor, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I love that. We sing songs about it. We, we love it. It makes us feel really, really good. But it it is for you. I want to rise up your hope. Stir up your hope in Jesus, knowing that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, O Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. What does it say? There's nothing too hard for me. There is nothing too hard for God. You've heard these scriptures. But I want to remind you, it's not a mind game. It is real. It is more real than the table you're sitting at right now. God's word is true. And we have for so many years, we've just, um, it's not that we've ignored it because we've listened, we've heard it. But we haven't grabbed a hold of it. We haven't said, that's mine. I'm taking that. We haven't treasured our hope. We haven't allowed our hope to rise because so many people have told us, don't get your hopes up. My mom used to tell me that all the time. Don't get your hopes up. And then, then if it happens, you'll be happy. But if it doesn't happen, you won't be sad. That's a lie from the enemy. Get your hope up. Let's rise up our hope. Let's rise it. I want to stir up the hope and rise it in you. Um, some of you think that it will never happen. Or that you will always have allergies all the rest of your life. But let's get our hopes up. I'm telling you, let's get our hopes up. Do you guys know, and I was asking you a little bit earlier if you know what a hope chest is. But a hope chest is something that um, I wanted to read it to you out of the um, dictionary. It says here, a hope chest, a so-called dowry chest, a cedar chest... Or a glory box. I've never heard it called a glory box, but that sounded pretty good. Glory box is a piece of furniture traditionally used by unmarried young women to collect items such as clothing and household linen in anticipation of a married life. I love that because you need to be anticipating your healing. This hope in God is a hope for anticipation, not not a oh I hope so, well I'm hoping it'll happen. No, that's not the kind of hope I'm talking about. I'm talking about the hope when you get a child together, you get your family together, and you're saying we're going to Disneyland next year. Are those kids like? Well, I hope it happens. I wonder if it'll really happen. No, they start getting clothes out. They start telling all their friends. They start getting all their money. They they start calling Nana. Can I have some money, Nana? Because we're going to Disneyland. Okay, so they, they, they're anticipating. A great thing that you're giving them. God wants you to anticipate what he has for you. Not a hoping and a praying. No, I'm going. (laughs) No, I have healing. Hope is more than that. Hope is has to be in your imagination. You know, there are, um, uh, racing people. There are, uh, gold medal people that they say that, um, when they are going to win or or they're going out for the race, they dream about it. They dream about winning. Have you ever dreamt about being healthy? Have you dreamt about whatever's coming your direction that, that, that you don't have that, that, that you're healed and you're whole and you're walking as an old woman, (laughs) healthy and whole. We got to dream about being what God has for us. Imagine yourself winning. Imagine yourself healed, Write The acceptance speech, write your testimony. Write it down get it ready because you're anticipating when the manifestation comes i'm on that platform I'm gonna tell my world about what god has done for me And see god wants that god wants your testimony to be bold and be able to share what god has done for you Anticipate it write it down um, our uh, grandson was over the other day and um You told me I could go a little bit longer. So i'll go just a bit longer and um So uh, our grandson, he was uh, going out for vice president. Well, he hadn't gotten vice president yet, but he, he was writing his acceptance speech. I'm like, proud of you, Ryan. Proud of you. Let's do this. Write your testimony. Look what God has done for me. We sing a song in Spokane or in our church, and maybe you have too. We sing a song, You Keep Hope Alive. There's hope in the morning. There's hope in the evening hope because you're living hope because you're breathing hope in the sorrow Hope in the moment hope for tomorrow We've got to rise up get our hope moving and in uh, Hebrews 11 1, It says now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. No, you can't see it No you know, you you can't you you can't see always your your healing, but you just keep walking in it. You keep believing for it. You keep saying, God, I anticipate it. You know, when this when maybe if you're walking and you're not walking quite strong, like my back was, you know, like I'm um, like this, I'm healed, I'm whole. And you know, sometimes you think you're lying. No, you're believing God's word. You're anticipating the end result. It's like I'm walking around, I'm healed, I'm whole. Back you stop this. We're gonna be strong. And pretty soon, before you know, know what Kimberly said, you know, when she didn't cuss anymore, um, that <laughs> I'll remember that. So, um, she's my friend. So <laughs> when she did, she didn't even know when it happened. You know, I believe you can believe God anticipating and you're like, oh my gosh, where did the pain go? I don't even know where it went. I don't know when it happened. I don't even know. Because you're walking, you're anticipating, your hope is rising. You're, you're becoming a God girl and you're believing what the Bible says. You're receiving healing. And we have to have it in our imagination. We've got to see it happen. We think in pictures. If I was to say to you, um, I have an apple. You don't see the words Apple. Do you, do you see a A-P-P-L-E? or do you see an apple? Some of you see a green apple. Some of you see a red apple. Some of you see different. I see a red one cause I like red ones, but you know, we think in pictures. So start thinking in a picture, see yourself well, think about from the very beginning. I started out, what will you do when you have no more allergies, walk in it. Start doing it. Start doing a little bit at a time. Start seeing God doing something in your life. We are hoping we have God's hope on this inside of us. Dream that you're healed. Dream about your testimony. Billy Graham said this, you will never go beyond your biggest dream. Imagination is the ability to see what your mind, what you cannot see with your eyes can't see it with your eyes, but you can see it with your mind. You can see what God has for you. Don't give up because if you give up, your dream will never be fulfilled and there's another song um, again I want to remind you that we have a few people in our church that, that healing has come their way we're working with a man right now this is the third time that he's been diagnosed with a brain cancer the other two times he was he is diagnosed he walked through it he believed God He had hope rose in him and, and healing came to his body well he had got another uh, diagnosis just a few weeks ago and um, it's, it, it's awesome because they're believe in God we're strong in this we, we've we been strong in this for four years now and we're not giving up we're getting stronger and stronger and this man uh, we're believing God for him to be healed and um, he's uh, he wasn't able to use like his left side was kind of uh, paralyzed and things well you know he, we got a, a message from his wife that he's able to move his arm now he's able to start walking things are happening in his body that, that are being strong now you all can have it too that's not just for Pat that's for you as well every single one of us God's benefit is for you to be well and healthy and whole so they went to the doctor and they had another CAT scan or whatever on his brain and uh, the doctor said his body doesn't look like his brain his body's doing things that his brain is telling him he cannot do but nothing is impossible with God And the doctor is seeing the goodness of the Lord. He's seeing things that, and I believe that God can reroute your brain. God made you. I mean, like, I don't know about you, but my computer will do a lot of different things. It won't go this way. It'll go that way. You know, copy and paste. You can copy and paste six different ways. I don't know them all, but I know that you can do them because if I can't do them, somebody comes in and shows me how to do it a different way. So God can do. He made you. He can do something in your body that will change you forever. God can change it. I want you to... build up your hope. Um, there's a song we, we sing one more song here and I'll just go over it. I'm not a singer, so we're not singing it, but, um, there's a song, is it called "Believe for it? Do you guys sing that? Okay. It goes this way. They say the mountains cannot be moved. They say the chains will never break. Autism will never go. I put that one in there, but, but they don't know God like we do. There is power in his name. We've heard that there is no way through. We've heard the tide will never change. They haven't seen what God can do because there is power in his name. So much power in his name. The chorus is... Move the immovable. Break the unbreakable. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. Another verse says this. We know that hope is never lost, for there is still an empty grave. God, we believe no matter what, there is power in your name. So much power in your name. You are the way where there seems to be no way. We trust in you, God, because you have the final say. You said it, I believe it, and it is done. Father God, we just thank you right now. Oh, Father, I'm, I'm just praying right now. Hope arise. Hope arise in us. Hope arise in us, God. We thank you, Lord, that you do the impossible. That, you, that nothing is too difficult for you. And it's true. It's true for me. Father, I thank you that I am not going to forget all of your di- benefits that heals all of my diseases. Everything that doesn't mean that I have to have an allergy to certain things It doesn't mean I have to have a headache. It doesn't mean because my mom had arthritis. I have to have it No, God, I believe you. I thank you father that I'm going to receive all of your benefits God, we thank you for it in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Okay. So now we're going to have lunch and I'm going to let Miss Kimberly talk about that. But I want to remind you our next session that I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach you some things of how to receive, how to manifest your healing. Cause it's a little awkward sometimes. It's like, how can I say I'm healed when I'm not? Well, you are because the Bible says you are. So we're going to, we're going to learn a little bit about that. Okay. You ready? Let's receive our healing.